Welcome to the Call Your Shot Podcast, your weekly sports recap podcast where we break down the hottest headlines, dissect the latest injuries, and serve up our own hard-hitting analysis of the past week in sports. But that's not all. We're not just here to talk about the past. We're here to predict the future as well. On the Call Your Shot Podcast, we boldly predict the outcomes of the upcoming week's games. Not necessarily <laughs> much has changed over the past week. Um, the Lakers are reeling. Uh, since this in-season tournament, I think they are like three and seven. Uh, so we have a game against the Heat tonight. You know, a lot of um, lot going into it, whether it be, you know, LeBron. Obviously, anytime he plays against the Heat, just because he played with him for so long. Jimmy Butler, 2020 finals, bubble. So there's usually a lot of... Uh, a lot that goes into these type of games, but hopefully they can get back on track. So, yeah. Did you have anything or any thoughts on the, on the Lakers here? I mean, any deadline trades that you think that they absolutely need to make or, or whatever the case may be. We talked about it a little bit last week, but um, three and seven, ain't too pretty. No, I'd, yeah. Um, no, I, I just think that, uh, you know, like you said, they, they started out hot and they, they win, they win the big games, um, which is, good to see well yeah i mean you guys won the in-season tournament you guys yeah we did uh okay (laughs) um and i mean you like every every test that you've had against like a a uh elite team you've for the most part passed um, cause I, I would know because I typically bet that bet against them in those had a close one because i'm like wolves a few days ago yeah. almost happened and toe on the line tell your man to get some smaller shoes get his toe off the line drew we need three same thing twos. with same thing with boston last night too with uh mm. porzingis with his toe on the line that was mm-hmm. dumb anyways um go back to the back to the reeling uh lakers um but yeah i mean okay they you know got blasted against boston but they also beat <laughs> okc um uh and <laughs> They, they ended up beating Phoenix and they beat Houston at, when they were um, one of the better teams in the league. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like they're, they're competing against good teams, um, but then they go against, uh, you know, just middle of the pack teams. And then they're just like, eh, I think we're good. We don't need to win this game. Like we're just, uh, we'll just be completely average. Um, Thanks. Or, go ahead. I think no. I think we'll get it figured out. Hopefully, we will get it figured out. We need to. Um, but yeah. you had mentioned OKC, who was what I was going to talk about next. Have been probably the best team in the league over the past few weeks. They just beat Boston Celtics last night, and they are now sitting at twenty three and nine, just one game behind the Minnesota Timberwolves, and um, only just a couple games behind for the best record in the NBA. They have wins over the past few games against the Celtics, the Grizzlies, the Nuggets, the Thunder or the, the Nuggets, the Knicks, and the Timberwolves. So they've been mm-hmm. honestly great. And, you know, Shea has been clearly in the conversation when it comes to MVP, along with uh, Embiid, Luka, Jokic. But Chet, honestly been great. It's going back and forth, obviously, between him and Victor Wimbiyama when it comes to Rookie of the Year. But if the Thunder finish as like a top two or three seed and they make the playoffs and they go deep, I don't know what more you can ask of Chet, you know. Obviously, Victor's playing mm-hmm. on a team. It's basically, it's literally only him. Um <laughs> Speaking of which, Victor got kind of low key posterized by by John Morant. It was kind of a, well, a, a drive by poster, but it was disgusting. Um, but yeah, no, the Thunder have no. been absolutely great. And just talked about they, as of right now, would have the Rockets pick, and I can't remember what other pick it would be, but they would have two lottery picks for next season 
on top of their already great record. And they still have like 20 first round picks over the next seven years. So they're just in position to be an absolutely <laughs> great team. And over the past 15 years, the Thunder have been probably one of the best franchises when it comes to GM, when it comes to drafting, um, arguably in the league. So they look, they look or great. Even when they were in Seattle too. Exactly. Say it again. We need it. We need um, it. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, they've been like, I think that's, they're one of the teams too, that of all, of all the NBA teams right now that the market has just like completely wrong. Um, because a team that, that has, that's has a 29 and three or 29. Oh my God. 23 and nine, um, record overall also has a 23, eight and one record against the spread. So basically <laughs> if they win the game, they cover and mm -hmm. that <laughs> ideally shouldn't happen if you have the market rating correct um and i think that's one of those teams where we were we were just wrong like flat out wrong like we knew that they were going to be good mm -hmm. but we didn't know how good that they would be i didn't think it'd be this early again yeah. say what i didn't think it would be this early i thought it would be like a year or two to yeah. need to develop more but i mean exactly wrong. yeah and they again like they're they're passing like you talked about they're passing the tests whenever they play against elite competition more so than your uh your uh lakers over there um that's what i'm saying but right now they're, <laughs> they, they 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 currently rank uh third overall according to clean the glass you know i love my windex um and then in terms of the last couple weeks they're third in terms of uh point differential um and then they're second in offensive efficiency at 126.9 which is ridiculously high um only to ironically boston who is number one um like they're we're gonna talk about getting to your spot and getting a bucket just watch shea play and no, like no matter who's guarding him no matter what you do you could double team triple team quadruple to equal with the whole team on him all i know is i'm gonna get to my mid-range spot i'm gonna go to that baseline hit a fadeaway nothing you can do about it <laughs> so against great defensive teams too even a couple nights ago mm -hmm. or last night when they played the celtics like Derek white and um and uh drew holiday especially drew holiday some of the best perimeter defenders like in the league and you know just mm -hmm. easy money <laughs> easy work yeah and it, it, it makes no sense too because like he he's just like he's so smooth and like just mm -hmm. I don't. I can't even describe. It. it reminds me of myself when I when I was playing back in the day. You know, I, <laughs> um, like looking in the mirror. Yeah, I, don't, so, I don't know what it is exactly. It just goes um, to their player development yeah. too. It's crazy. It is honestly yep. crazy. Yeah, and um, when it comes to playing against uh, top ten teams in differential, uh, they're one of the best as well. Obviously, because they keep on winning, but. It shows that they they're only they're only fifty percent, so they're five and five right now um, against teams that are top ten. However, the top team that is Boston Celtics right now only has six wins. They're six and four, so they've only won one more game than uh, the OKC Thunder. And I mean, they just beat the top team. So do with that what you will. But I think that I'm not saying that they're the best team in the league right now. But I'm saying that right now they're I definitely out. Really? I mean, right. As of right now, they're playing the best in the league. I'm not saying that they're, when it's all said and done, they should be like the title favorites or anything okay. like that. that that's but what I was like. Dude. They're playing the best in the league right now and yeah. are a top five Definitely. team in the league is what I would say. Um, mm -hmm. 
one thing that I did forget to mention in the NBA, we talked about trades a little bit. We did have an, uh, an actual trade, not necessarily, you know, cl- not blockbuster, but it was a very, it was a very interesting trade. The New York Knicks acquired OG Ananobi in a trade with the Toronto Raptors who ended up getting RJ Barrett, Emmanuel quickly, um, and a second round pick. So now the New York Knicks have a, you know, dynamic trio if you will, of Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, and OG Ananobi um, ended up winning in their first game uh, with him. And actually so the Raptors ended up winning their first game uh, with RJ and with Emmanuel quickly as well. So what were your thoughts on that trade? Do you think that makes the Knicks, I'm not going to say title contenders, but makes the Knicks more formidable when it comes to the East. They're talking about them still not being done when it comes to trades, but I mean, I didn't hate it, especially the way RJ Barrett has been playing over the past couple seasons. So. Yeah. It, it, it's everybody's wanted OG too okay. over the past couple of years. Yeah, yeah. This is one of the reasons why too that I had I had the under on the season win total for the the Raptors because it was like clean what house. you have right now. <laughs> yeah, like what you have right now is not good enough to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like your only option is to just keep on building and try and trade for more assets. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad that that finally looks like it's going to happen. Um, unlike my Hawks bet that I have. So <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah. So Emmanuel quickly, I think that he was, he was a very underrated piece because he was in Thank contention you. for, for a six man of the year. year. Yeah. And so you take that away and now your bench depth is not really anything at all. Um, Josh Hart, it's all you need. Stop, stop it. And, but I mean, this does fill that gap that they had with Mitchell Robinson being out and, like you, we saw how bad their defense has been um, over the past uh, like month or so, where they're just ba- they were bottom tier and now they're just bottom twenty five. So, mm-hmm. um, like I think that this is going to be a, a major piece in the on the defensive end. Um, so that'll help for sure. But on the other side, I offensively, it it uh, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I've never OG OG's good, but like I, I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think he, I think OG is good. I, I like the trade. I mean, it, I mean, it makes sense, I guess, for both teams, as you mentioned. The Raptors are trying to clean house, and basically, the only thing that they have to move now, they got rid of Fred, they've got rid of OG, um, they've got rid of Norman Powell a couple years ago, and now it's basically Pascal, who a lot of people are saying that he's likely going to be moved as well. Um, for the Knicks, I mean. I think it's a good trade. As you mentioned, I think it helps them defensively. I think OG is one of the better uh, two-way forwards in the league and I think very underrated to a degree, but I just don't think it moves the needle very much for them in terms of like, you know, playoff success or trying to win a title or anything like that. But I mean, it it doesn't hurt. I do understand the depth, as you mentioned that um, Isaiah quickly um, brought for them. So now losing that, Tom Thibodeau's always ran a very short bench. He only plays about seven or eight players, honestly, like seven players in the game. So I think that little bit of depth does hurt. Um, now you're starting Dante DiVincenzo, who I, I didn't have much expectations for, but then I think he dropped like 38 <laughs> or something like that randomly. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it was originally because like, Google <laughs> me, Chuck. Um, and Josh Hart was starting for them last season. I didn't, I thought that he was going to be starting this season, but he's been ultimately moved to the bench as well. So um, Jalen Brunson has been great for them. Um, still, it seems like they go back and forth on whether or not they want to try to keep continuing to build with Julius Randle or moving him. Um, 
I'm not exactly sure what they're going to do for that because I, I don't know, know at this point. I, like, he got his good? bag and he's complacent. Like, yeah, I think he is good. He had his prove it season where he dropped average like 25 and 11 and then he got his bag and then he was like, all right, you know, I, I can chill now. But he just disappeared. Know, some days he looks great and he's like, you know, I can be a look like a healthy Zion every once in a while and then just play bully ball. And then mm-hmm. some games he's just like out of it. And he's like, no, I'm just going to pull up from three and go three for 13. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know what, what it is with Julius Randle. I don't think that you really can move him at this point because I don't think that what you value him as or what you value him as what he should be. Nobody's going to value him that way. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't really know what you can do with that. And that doesn't give you many pieces to, if you don't trade him, that doesn't give you many pieces to build around him and Jalen Brunson. And now OJ Ananobi, I don't know if, yeah, I, I just don't think it moves the needle very much. I think that when the sports book came out and it had the updated odds of the Knicks um, making the Eastern conference finals and making the championship, it literally did not change. It stayed the exact same. Yeah. So there you go. And that tells you everything you need to know right there. Not that, <laughs> you know, Vegas, Vegas knows, you know, whatever, but um, you know, they just, shows how like the impact of the trade was more foundational as opposed to actually like a blockbuster kind of thing. Um, when it comes to Julius Randle so far this, this season, uh, he's currently in the 29th percentile when it comes to effective field goal percentage, which is not where you want to be associated with. Um, <laughs> so like he's not, he's not known as a defender and he's not giving you offensive production. Like he's, <laughs> This is kind of funny. Uh, this it's not his game, but to be fair, but um, he's in the eleventh percentile when it comes to block shots, which I just think is hilarious. Um, but yeah, I I just I you know he's not doing the thing that he was supposed to be doing for the offense or for the defense or for anybody this mm-hmm. year. Um, but I I do think that you know a team can or a team the Knicks can build around him and build around Brunson and try and add some more assets. Uh, I think that they need another guard. Um, and like, cause Jalen Brunson can't do it on his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's definitely vulnerable on the, on the defensive end too. So if they can get somebody uh, on, uh, uh, on the, uh, Oh my God, on the, in the backcourt. There we go. Jesus <laughs> hang in there, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, it's somebody in the backcourt there uh, that can provide a, a spark off the bench like Emmanuel quickly was, then I think that that'll be beneficial for them going forward. Yeah, that's pretty much all I had. Lastly, the Phoenix Suns have finally got their trio all together and all healthy <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> Kevin Durant. De- I know before the playoffs, it's crazy. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal. Um, they are currently 3-0 and over the past three games since Bradley Beal has been in the lineup. Um, first game in, you know, trying to find his rhythm, only had six points, but then he dropped 25 and 21. So they look like a uh, very good team once they finally have everything back on rolling. And in the West, like, it's – when it comes down to like the plan, like it's going to be weird. Cause there's like seven teams that I genuinely think that like are very good potential teams. Um, and that three of them are going to get knocked down the play. And the way it looks right now is it's seven seed is Dallas, then Phoenix, Houston, LA. And then you have golden state on the outside and Memphis um, looking much better. Now that jaws come back. Like, I mean, it's going to be weird mm-hmm. the way that the West ends up shaping up. So anything else that you wanted to get into in the NBA? Um, I guess yeah, touching on that uh, that point about the uh, Suns. Mm-hmm. So since 
Christmas. We'll we'll go. We'll start from Christmas. They're currently seventh in point differential, um, and they're sixth in offensive efficiency and eighth in defensive efficiency. So they've definitely been you know turning that uh, that production around since Christmas. Maybe they got some good gifts underneath the tree. Santa was good for them uh, this year. Ew. Um, however. <laughs> However, uh, your um, I guess we'll we'll say your Golden State Warriors and then my uh, Portland Trailblazers. Um, they're they're trending in opposite directions. Uh, so yeah. the the Blazers since Christmas are mm-hmm. currently nineteenth, um, which isn't you know it's not great, but mm-hmm. it's also not uh, where Golden State is down at twenty four. Yeah. Um. So I just think that you know we it's it's not as bad as um or i'm i'm thinking of kansas city right now i'm thinking of like oh like this is they'll turn it around and stuff like that mm-hmm. and you know it, they're not like kansas city isn't that bad but the warriors are kind of they trending towards bad. being <laughs> yeah and and so it's it's kind of i, I do i want to call it the end of the dynasty yes i think so yeah uh, i don't think they were going to be seeing a lot of a whole lot of winning coming on um anytime soon and if you sort the um the their uh, games based on the middle 10 teams uh, in the league they are 2 and 8 against teams that are between uh 20 or sorry math between 11 and 20 so like that if you're if you can't at least be uh, what league averages is 500 against these middle teams and you're 2 and 8 <laughs> And then you're also uh, uh, four and or sorry, seven and nine against mm-hmm. top ten. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's it, it's tough. I don't know what the Warriors are going to do, and I still haven't really heard that much of an update on Draymond Green when it comes to like the actual length of his suspension. It just kind of seems like mm-hmm. we're just playing it by ear. The NBA hasn't come out and said anything. Yesterday, um, Steve Kerr came out and said that you know he's been away from the team. We're giving him his space and he's given us ours. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it does not look great for the golden state warriors. And without Draymond, there's even more pressure on Steph who, you know, can carry the, the bulk of um, scoring aspects and stuff like that. But to ask that ask, ask that of him every single night <laughs> and clay going through these shooting slumps, like every other week, like, Mm-hmm. I don't know what more you can do, and they're not really getting any other offensive production other than, you know, <laughs> I think they, they lost the game on Christmas, I believe it was, to, I don't remember who they played, but um, Kaminga came out and said that nobody can stop me if I have the ball. So like, I don't know if he was mad that he didn't get the ball in prime time or whatever like that, but he 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 stayed talking and has the most an utmost confidence in himself. But, yeah he hasn't necessarily shown it from a consistency standpoint for the Warriors, but I mean, maybe he knows something that we don't. (laughs) I was like, of all people to say that, like, (laughs) you know, like Jamar Chase, I'm open. I'm always open. Like that, that makes sense. Like you, you, you are, you are him. Mm -hmm. Kaminga. No, Mm -hmm. stop it. (laughs) Stop it. Like you're better than that. Um, But uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I had um, for, for this week, uh, I think the only thing left is is a little bit of uh, Scoot Henderson appreciation. Um, yep. It's not over, so, Drew. Rookie you know, of the year race is not over. It, I'm here. Exactly, exactly. He has been Take this twelve uh, you know, and five. <laughs> it's fine. You know he'll he'll uh, 
he'll be improving each every game and he's shown that he has potential which is good he's not just a complete bust to be a decent player in the league and that is good enough people are telling me that when he was drafted he was gonna be like john morant russell westbrook (laughs) i may or may not have said that too um but that's beside the point you know you, you can't win them all uh yes um yeah i mean so if you look over the past few games he was against phoenix you know mm-hmm. seven of 18 that's good that's, that's solid 17 points um and then don't look at don't look at the games against uh san antonio uh, nine for 21 and then eight for 23 yeah don't, don't talk about that i mean but, at least they're allowing you know, him to get that many shots up i mean that means they have some faith in him because that's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of shots yeah for exactly. you... especially if they're not going in <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Those um, are those are shots for Anthony. Exactly. Well, he was hurt against the against oh, that makes the sense second though. game in, against the Spurs. There we um, go. Or sorry, the first game against the Spurs was got that well, they got blasted. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's not turning over the ball, which is good. Uh, at least in one game, he didn't. <laughs> one um, one game at a time. <laughs> but you know, like I, I feel like. I feel like going forward in the season, you know, he's kind of figuring things out still and, you know, he's moving a little slower than others, but that's okay. He's, he's got time. And mm-hmm. he, I mean, for God's sake, he didn't even play in college. Like he only played uh, in that academy or whatever he played in. Um, so he hasn't really I had know. grown up competition like the Chet Holgrims of the world or um, even the uh, uh, Victor Womanyama, how he's, he didn't play in college, but he was also playing against grown ass men his whole life. So, um, like I think that makes a huge difference. And, um, yeah, I think the Blazers are still garbage, but Scoot Henderson and his rec specs are going to maybe hopefully, um, be pretty decent down the stretch here. And with the addition of, um, Anthony Simons back in the lineup along with Shaden Sharp, I think that, uh, I don't want to say they're going to make some real damage out there, but you know they're they're, they're not going to be a pushover like the Warriors are right now. So, yeah. Thanks. Well, that pretty much wraps up the NBA. Unless you have anything else. Um. No, I I don't. That's uh all I got for this edition of the Color Shot Podcast. Um. And you know, be sure that you're downloading the podcast, checking us out on YouTube, and following us on the Instagram account so um do you have anything else other than um you know just the usual let's ride nope thanks for listening everybody alex harris drew Moore, and uh we'll see y'all next week deuces peace delete that bronco shit bro